baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is on our WCBS Newsline. Governor, it is good to talk with you. Why should the voters elect you to a full four-year term? Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak to your listeners. And I would say this. I have been on the job for 14 months. I am tested. I am tried. I have worked hard every single day to help hardworking New Yorkers with affordability, getting more money back in their pockets with major tax cuts for the middle class, property tax rebates, suspending the gas tax, and $7 billion to help families with their child care challenges, something I know personally as a mother. So we've worked on all that as well as focusing on public safety getting 8,000 guns off the streets, driving down homicides and shootings across the state. But we're not done yet, and I'm asking for voters to have their faith in me to continue on for a full four-year term as I continue to fight for them every single day. Governor, whether it's inflation or supply chain issues, polls show the economy is top of mind for voters this year. What is your plan to strengthen New York's economy? It's about creating good-paying jobs, and I'm so proud of what the Democrats have delivered from Washington helps us here in New York as well. You think about the fact that much of our manufacturing has gone overseas. Semiconductors, for example, why aren't they being made in New York? Well, because of what Senator Schumer could deliver and I could deliver here in New York, we now have a major company, Micron, could have gone anywhere in the country, and he chose New York because he said we have a pro-business climate. What that means is now 50,000 jobs directly from that, as well as the supply chain. And literally yesterday, another company from Europe called me and wants to come to New York now. So we get people the education, the job training, the job opportunity, and then we can lift everyone up. But the other challenge is affordability. We are laser focused into our next term on creating over 500,000 new housing units because we have a severe shortage. People want to live here, which is great. It's a vibrant society, vibrant state, vibrant city. But if we don't have affordable housing people to live in, then it doesn't work out. So that's what I'm focusing on. We already have a plan, and I just need the time to execute it. Governor, the last time we had an extended talk, it was right before the primary, and you said that congestion pricing in Manhattan will happen on your watch. Since then, the economy has tightened quite a bit. People are hurting. There are calls to either scrap congestion pricing or hold off until the economy improves. Where do you stand on that? Well, I also believe the economy will start improving. But that being said, you know, it, nothing is happening imminently. This was always a longer process. 
just this past spring, the, the you know, Washington had lists of hundreds of questions they wanted answered as part of the environmental review process. So this was never imminent, so it's on the path to be accomplished. The streets of New York are clogged. There are more, there are more vehicles on our streets, especially in Manhattan, than there had been even before the pandemic. It's not sustainable. It's paralyzing for commerce in our city. We have to find alternatives. I took the subway this morning. I took it the, the four five train all the way from Midtown to Barclays Center. It's a smooth ride. Subways are clean. They're safe. And I want people to be taking public transportation, but congestion pricing is still a ways off as details are being worked out by a major study underway right now. It's one thing for the governor to take public transit. Everyday New Yorkers tell us they are afraid to take the subways. Transit crime in the city is surging. The MTA falls under your authority. What can you do to make the subways safer? What have we been doing already is started last January when Eric Adams first became the mayor. For the first time in a decade, I said, I will roll up my sleeves as the governor and work to support the mayor who has responsibility for policing in the subways. But I said, let's partner with this. We'll help you deal with the severely mentally ill and get them out of the subways, get them treatment, because sometimes they can be a source of anxiety or even have an episode where they cause harm to someone else. And that's real. So I said, I'll support you with more cops. We were in the subway again two weeks ago. I said, I will give you more reinforcements of MTA police, transit police, to work on our subway hubs to free up the NYPD to patrol more directly on the platforms and in the cars. There are more cops, more cameras. No one ever before just thought be, we should have cameras in the subways, the actual trains. So if someone's going to do anything, they know they're being watched. I think that's a huge deterrent. So those are just being unveiled, as well as, again, dealing with the care for the mentally ill. So Cops, cameras, and care is our strategy, and it's being implemented uh, with some tremendous resources from the state working with the city of New York. Your opponent has been critical of your overall handling of crime in New York. You know, he points to bail reform laws. How would you respond to that, Governor? We changed the bail laws back in the budget. Everyone knows why the budget was late. It was late nine days because I held firm and said we have to go back to the way it was before when it comes to repeat offenders, the people that are robbing our small businesses constantly day after day, the crimes related to guns, hate crimes, all these crimes are now bail eligible, treated the same way they were before any changes are made by the previous administration. So that's those changes occurred. We're always happy to take a look at it again in the next session, but they've only been in effect for a number of months. But we have been focused since last January on getting guns off the streets. That is an area we've had some success. We have more to do, getting a consortium of nine states for the first time ever working together to identify the traffickers, where the guns are coming from, and literally stop them at the border. I've redeployed our state police to do different activities than they had been in the past. I want them on the front line of fighting crime. This is not a campaign issue for me. This is what we've been doing. If you look at my State of the State address from last January, I spoke about understanding the anxiety that New Yorkers have. The pandemic was hard. It's a nationwide crime spike. Every city has been affected. But I'm focused on New York and making sure that people not only feel safe, but actually are safe. Governor, polls have shown Republicans gaining ground across the country, including in traditionally blue areas, New York included. I wonder, why do you think that is? 
people need to understand one thing is that people in our society, after the pandemic, after what they've been through, they're anxious, they're hurting. And I feel that deeply as a human being and also as the leader of this state. And that sometimes leads people to think about options. But I want them to know that Democrats are delivering jobs and investments in education to help lift our kids up after two horrible years of being disconnected from normal life because of the pandemic. Our health care system was beaten down. We have to invest in that. I have a record amount of money going to our health care workers as well, giving them the pay increases and the bonuses they deserve. So I'm finding countless ways that we can use the power of the government to help people understand we get it. We're fighting for them. We're on the same side. And I can do this as governor. I have experience. But again, you talk about issues like crime. There is no legitimate crime plan proposed by Lee Zeldin that does not include guns and getting guns off the streets. He refuses, absolutely refuses, to support any of our efforts to stop teenagers from getting illegal weapons, to stop the red, you know, he wants to stop the red flag laws, which allow us to identify possible perpetrators before they do harm to others. That's what happened in Buffalo, the massacre in my hometown. So people need to look at the record. You could say all you want and put out millions of dollars of television ads supported by billionaire friends of Donald Trump. You can do that, and that's exactly what he's doing. But the message he's given you has nothing to do with real smart safety measures that will actually work, which is what I'm focused on getting guns off the streets, not putting guns in the hands of teachers, as he's literally proposed not long ago, or putting, ensuring that New Yorkers have guns on subways and on our streets and in our places of worship. That is his strategy, is to arm the people of New York, and we don't want that. That has to be rejected. That is a real contrast, as well as people understanding the contrast when it comes to reproductive freedom. I have always been pro-choice for women. This is deeply personal to us, not wanting government to force government-mandated pregnancies on women who don't want to because they have their own challenges. They want to make their own decisions about their own bodies. And Lee Zeldin, even today, still has his name on a bill in Congress that says life begins at conception and opposes abortion for every person, even if there's rape or murder or the life of the mother is at risk. So... I think that's important for voters to know. And when that message resonates and they hear that, they'll be marching to the polls in support of my election because they don't want someone so extreme, so aligned with Donald Trump, someone who denied the last election and actually refuses when given the chance yesterday to call out white supremacists who are supporting him on Long Island. He denied that opportunity to show who he truly was. He showed us that he has not changed despite his protestations to the contrary. He says he's changing. It's just not working. New Yorkers aren't buying it. Governor, our time together is almost up, but I will ask you this. Is this a New York City versus everywhere else election? You held a star-studded rally in the city. Is winning New York City by a sizable margin the key to victory for you? When Democrats across the state vote, we win. And I was at rallies in Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, literally Albany two nights ago. So, no, we're, we're embracing a coalition of people, not just Democrats, though. It's the independents and women in particular, Republican women who are saying we want someone who will support our right to choose. And that person is Kathy Hochul, not Lee Zeldin. So you'll see a different coalition. People, Democrats will come out strong for us. 
the city and upstate where I'm very well known, as well as people that just say, you know what, we want someone who's going to advance our rights and not try to take them away from us. New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Governor, thank you for spending some time with us. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.